Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Friday, August 30th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist there is in the world. Call and become his next new patient like I did 26 years ago. I've never looked back. 317-849-2933. It's a Friday, so what the hell are we doing? Let's turn it over to Harry. Harry, ask your questions. I'll bring the answers. Let's go. Get yourself a cocktail. Pour yourself a stiff one, and let's have some fun. That sounds like a plan, Gondora. Dutchie's here. Jack Brickhouse is here. We got Jack Buck in the house, all sitting around the table, ready to hear your musings about sport. Nothing but sport. All right. Hey, number one, how'd Brick, get your hand off my thigh, would you? <laughs> I'm already picking up the tab. What's the matter with you? Number one, was it right for Colts fans to boo Andrew Luck the last time he came off the Lucas Oil Stadium field? They can do whatever they want. You can boo, you can cheer. I think to really, to to grant permission to people to boo in that circumstance, I think you've got to understand what's going on in Indianapolis and with Colts fans. And Colts fans have kind of been dicked around over the years where it came to Andrew Luck's injuries. Andrew Luck's going to play, he's not going to play. If there were a game this week, he would be playing. And then all of a sudden he just retires out of the middle of nowhere in the middle of a preseason game. He wanted to do it the day after. But the story broke during the game because that's when Adam Schefter got the information. So, you know what? They were mad at a lot of things. Sometimes you yell at clouds. You're not really mad at the clouds, right? You're mad at life. And I think that that's what was going on at Lucas Oil Stadium. He had a bunch of people mad at the circumstance. Andrew Luck was the physical embodiment of all of that. And so they booed as Andrew Luck left the field. It wasn't personal. It's never personal. But you know what? The players, they've got to realize that the cheering's not personal either. The cheering is about laundry. They're cheering the Indianapolis Colts. If Eric Ebron, for instance, still played for the Detroit Lions and he came into Lucas Oil Stadium, fans in Lucas Oil Stadium would boo him. It's not about the person, right? He's with the Colts. So when he scores a touchdown, people cheer. It's not personal. It's never personal. Don't take it so personally. Andrew Luck took it personally. A lot of people around the NFL took it personally. They want to be seen as human beings, not just as guys who are Colts or as Lions or as Raiders or as Rams. They want to be seen as human beings, but that's not the game. We root for the teams. We don't root for the people unless you know the people. There are some people in the NFL and in Major League Baseball that I root for. All right. I would never boo some of those people, college basketball especially. I would never boo those people. And I will cheer those people no matter what uniforms they wear. But that's that's rare. And and for fans, they don't have that kind of luxury. They don't get to develop a personal relationship with these guys. So booing Andrew Luck's got to realize it's not about him. He ought to be smart enough to do that. All right. Here's part 
be of that question. Was Adam Schefter correct in breaking that story when he did? Yeah, of course, that's his job. What do you want him to do? Sit on the information so Andrew Luck can go out as he wants in front of his family at 3 o'clock at a press conference the next day? No. That's, when you try to manage the truth, you get into a bunch of problems, all right? You open a Pandora's box of all kinds of problems, and this is really the root of the reason the people booed, is that through all of this, there's been an effort to manage their way, this is the Colts and Andrew Luck, through this thing. All right, you don't manage the truth. You share the truth. And if you don't share the truth, you're going to break the trust. And if you break the trust, you got a big problem. There's going to be a schism between the team and the fans that maybe can't be repaired. And you don't want that in, in your world as you're trying to build trust and as you're trying to get people to renew season tickets, right? And watch on TV and participate and buy a jersey at Dick's Sporting Goods or, or the Colts Pro Shop and all that stuff. You don't want that schism between the team and the fans. You want them to feel like they're a part of it. And if you don't share the truth with them, they aren't going to feel like it's a part of it or that they're a part of it. And that is a real danger. Adam Schefter did his job. That's why he gets paid the big bucks at ESPN. If he withholds information, ESPN would be right to dismiss him, for God's sake. This is a news now world. It's a news now environment. And you better be ready to, if you try to delay the release of news, you better be ready to suffer the consequences. Number two, Dutchie, oh Dutchie, you're nuzzling my neck. <laughs> Dutchie, put some more ice in that, would you? Hey, not in that. I'm in your glass, you kookaloo. Uh, Will the Colts go to the playoffs? That's number two. I think they will go to the playoffs for two reasons. I think the other 52 guys are really good. When they pare down the roster tomorrow, when they make the 37 cuts to get down to 53, you're going to have a better roster, stem to stern, than you had last year. Now you're going to have Jacoby Brissett as a starting quarterback instead of Andrew Luck, and there's definitely a step down there. Even if Jacoby Brissett is as good as Frank Reich says he is, and Frank Reich always says he's a top-20 quarterback in the NFL. Okay, if he's a top-20 guy. I'm assuming you're talking about 15 to 20, right? Or you would say top-15 guy. So let's say you're the 20th best quarterback in the NFL. Andrew Luck was a top-five quarterback in the NFL. So even Frank Reich, who's one of Jacoby Brissett's biggest fans, says that Jacoby Brissett is not Andrew Luck. So you take a step back there, but I think in a lot of other places, the Colts take, take a step forward. I think the depth on the defensive front is seriously good. I think that the offensive line returns intact. Maybe the depth there not so good, so they got to stay healthy. They've got more weapons. You add Paris Campbell. You add Devin Funchess. That's a good thing. The defensive backfield is better with Rocky Seen. As a second-rounder coming in as a rookie, you've got Quincy Wilson, who's improving, and is younger, actually, even though this is his third NFL season. He's still younger than Rocky Seen is. You've got Malik Hooker coming off his first uh, injury-free preseason in, in, in his NFL career. You got a lot of good 
here. And, and all that good isn't negated by Andrew Luck's absence. So I think that they're going to be a good football team. Are they good enough to win the AFC South? I think that they are. But I think the other three teams might be good enough to win the AFC South too. I think Houston, they won it last year at 11-5. and five. They're good enough to win the AFC South. Jacksonville the year before was a, a couple of minutes or a minute 30 from going to the Super Bowl, for goodness sake. And Tennessee, I think Tennessee's always dangerous. So I think each of these four teams has got about a 25% chance of going to the playoffs, of actually of winning the division. And then maybe a, a second team like the Colts last year winds up with a wild card. I think they could go to the playoffs. I think that discounting the Indianapolis Colts in the way that Vegas has, in saying like they've gone from nine and a half, the over under on their ones and wins and losses this season from nine and a half to six and a half. That's the best money you're ever going to spend is that bet on over the six and a half. I don't think there's any chance in the world that they go six and ten or worse than that. This is a good football team. And unless there's some kind of cataclysmic, awful uh, injury spate with the Colts, I think they're a nine win team, maybe a ten win team. Number three, will Tom Allen get an extension, a contract extension? He's the head coach in Indiana, you know, the football coach. Will he get a contract extension this year? Yeah, I can't imagine you'd do that. All right, first of all, the guy's first two seasons, the Hoosiers have gone five and seven overall five and seven five and seven in the big 10 they've gone two and seven two and seven they haven't gone to a bowl they've lost the bucket game twice now is this a program in ascension are they making steady improvement in recruiting and in development you know what maybe they are and maybe they're not everybody thinks that they are let's see what that looks like on the field okay that's the important thing What's it look like? Not what does it project to be, but what does it look like? What is this season going to bring? Is it going to bring another five and seven? Or do you win that magical sixth game so you wind up bowl eligible and a bowl participant? We've got to find out. Here's what his contract is right now, okay? He has served two of his six years. The initial contract, six years. He's been the coach for two of them. His total contract pay, $10.8 million. He gets $1.8 million every year. All right, so he's under contract for this year and the next three. Why in the world would you extend a guy or commit yourself to extending a coach when he's got four years left on his contract, and to this point, he really hasn't lived up to expectations? Expectations for Indiana have got to be bowl eligibility, or what in the hell's the point? All right, so does he deserve a contract extension? Ask me after the bucket game this year. Then we'll have a clear picture. If it's another 5-7 and seven team, if it's, another, if it's a 4-8 and eight team, no. You don't give him an extension. You give it or you consider giving him an extension once they go to a bowl or a couple of bowls in a row. You don't do it before that because you're hoping that it's going to come true and because you've been told that things look good enough that that can be expected. Hey, you know what? Don't pay people for expectations. Pay people for delivering the goods. Tom Allen, to this point, has not delivered the goods. They got that game against Ball State tomorrow. All this could fall apart tomorrow. Ball State's beaten Indiana before, and they've beaten them a couple of times before. 
This is not a fait accompli. This is not Indiana just whooping up on some MAC team that's a bunch of sorry asses. That's not what this is. Ball State's going to come down to Lucas Oil Stadium tomorrow with fire in their eyes and try to send IU back to Bloomington with a loss. And if that happens, good luck making a bowl. Number four is tomorrow, the worst day on the NFL calendar. Well, it's the worst day for the players. I don't know if it's the worst day for fans. I think it's an interesting day for fans. When you find out who's getting cut and who's going to stick on that 53-man roster, it's a little bit different than it used to be. You used to cut down from 90 to 75 and then down to 53. All right? And that took – that was a couple of weeks. All right? This is different. You're going from 90 straight to 53, so 37 guys at each of the 32 spots in the NFL. Each of the 32 teams are going to cut 37 guys. That is a lot of carnage, and that's a lot of dreams dying. Guys who have lived their whole life hoping to make it in the NFL because they want to take good care of their families, maybe because maybe because it's just that they love football. They're going to have to turn in their playbook, and they're going to have to give back their swag and all of that stuff. That happens tomorrow, and somebody else may not sign them. This may be the end of the road for some of these guys. And what a shame that, I mean, that's the way it is. You look at it one of two ways, right? Either 53 guys are made real happy, or 37 guys are made really, really sad. It depends on your perspective. Uh, For some people, it's going to be a happy day. For some people, it's going to be a sad day. But 37 times 32 is, that's a whole lot of sadness. Number five, what do you think of Eric Cantina's speech at the UEFA award the other night, huh? First of all, it's Cantona, Harry, Eric Cantona. Secondly, though, yes, his speech was completely off the wall and weird and bizarre. And here it is, and we would play it for you, but um, you wouldn't understand it in all likelihood because he's got a very, very heavy accent. So here is his acceptance speech for the award he received at the UEFA Awards the other night. As flies to wanton boys we are for the gods, they kill us for their sport. Soon the science will not only be able to slow down the aging of the cells, soon the science will fix the cells to the state, and so we will become eternal. Only accidents, crimes, wars will still kill us, but unfortunately, crimes, wars will multiply. I love football. Thank you. The first part, as flies to want boys, that thing, that's a quote from King Lear. Then uh, a preposterous statement about the advancements of science, and then uh, another preposterous statement about how wars are going to multiply because nobody's going to die of natural causes. And then he loves football. The only part that made any sense at all is I love football. And then the thank you at the end of it. One of the weirdest speeches in the history of acceptance speeches. I've never heard anything like it. And we've heard weird speeches before in this country. At the Academy Awards, you had that, uh, that woman get up and accept uh, Marlon Brando's Oscar that he won uh, for being the best actor of the year in The Godfather. That was weird. Uh, Vanessa Redgrave had an exceptionally weird speech back in the day, way back in history. He had Greer Garson with a nutty speech. Um, This one, though, this one, in terms of indecipherability, I don't think it has an equal. All right, good news. That's all five of them. 
you had it, and I threw in a bonus number six a little bit earlier. We're going to continue our revelry. I suggest you do the same. Have a great weekend. Get out and see some high school football, you bunch of kooks. <laughs> Talk to you next Friday, God willing, Godot Reds. And thank you for showing up. Thanks for being here. Appreciate your contributions each and every week, Harry. You mentioned high school football. Uh, Avon at Ben Davis tonight. Brownsburg at Cincinnati St. X. Fishers at Pike. Franklin Central at Roncalli. HSE at North Central. Chittard at Northwood. Lutheran at Ritter. Cecina at Speedway. Trinity at Warren Central. Kick their ass, Warren Central. Let's go. Trinity can't roll across the Ohio River coming into, into Indiana. And uh, and steal a victory from us, can they? Hell no. Marion at Ellen, I don't like Trinity. I, I'd like to tell them where to shove their spirit stick. New Pal at Center Grove, Noblesville at Carmel, Perry Meridian at Southport, Shenandoah at Heritage Christian, Cathedral tomorrow at Cincinnati Molar at St. X High School. Cubs, you know what? Getting ready to roll. First pitch is uh, 220, and that's just in a couple of minutes. So go Cubs. They've won three in a row against They just swept the New York Mets. God willing, uh, that winning streak continues. They're a very streaky team. They've got Quintana on the bump today. Let's see what happens. Have a great weekend. And uh, remember, Breakfast with Ken every weekday morning at 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, about 8.15 on Periscope Live. It's a show so nice we do it twice. Join me Monday morning. We'll talk to you then. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry.